Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Via Zoom, I have with me Mr. Anthony Agogo. Uh, you probably know the reason why I've got you on today, Anthony. We'll come on to that in a second. But just uh, for yourself, how's life generally? How are you keeping? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm plodding along, you know, uh, ducking and diving still. Not in the ring anymore, but in life. So it's all good. It's all good. I know you've got a flight to catch soon, so we'll, we'll keep this brief, all right? <laughs> Here's me. Okay, so we saw an uh, eventful night uh, of heavyweight action over the weekend where Daniel Dubois uh, got stopped by Joe Joyce. A lot of the talk after that has been about the word quit, uh, Daniel quitting, is he a quitter, etc. Um, what was your initial reaction when you saw this uh, outspell on social media? Um... Well, my old coach, uh, Barry O'Connell from State of Mind Fitness, he, he texts me um, telling me that the brass suffered a fractured eye socket and nerve damage because that's similar to what I had. I had an, an obliterated uh, socket and suffered a lot of nerve damage in my eye, hence I never got back in the ring after nine surgeries. But um, he said to me, mate, he said, uh, no, he looks like he's in, he, he might be in quite a bad place as I was. He said, maybe you want to reach out to him. I thought 100% because I don't know Daniel Dubois, I've never met him before, but I've, you know, I've, what he's going through now, I've lived through. And um, I don't know how bad his is because it's off so early now, but mine was like so bad that, as I said, three years, nine surgeries later, I still never got back in the ring. So um, I, I just think it's quite unfair really for him. Um, and that, you know, the so-called experts or the ex-pro boxers, I think, they should really, it's not even a boxing thing, it's a, it's a, being a decent person thing. Like, he's just had his whole life turn upside down, never mind losing a fight. Most boxers or boxing fans will be watching this and we've all lost fights. Everyone loses a fight, the amateurs and the pros. It's horrible. It feels like your whole life is going to like fall apart. And then on top of that, an injury, oh my goodness, like when, if you break your hand or if you, I've, I had three shoulder dislocations during my career and that was rubbish. But eventually you knew that like, the shoulder will get fixed and you'll get back in the ring. When you suffer an eye injury, a bad one like I had and maybe like what like the bar's got, it goes beyond boxing because that fucks up your entire life. And my whole life like blew up in 2016 over the next three years. My whole life blew up. Like... Everything changed. My entire life, all I ever wanted to do is be a boxer. And that got whipped from me in a slow, really excruciating way. And then it goes beyond just boxing. Like there's things now that I can't do in my life that I could do before. Um, loads of things I can't do because my vision is too bad. Uh, and I said something yesterday, and it's really trivial, but it just came to me. Like, I used to be handy at football. And I can't even go into my garden and do keep uppies anymore because I can't look down because my left eye so damaged that I can't look down to do keepy-ups. So when I have kids in the future, I'd love to go into the garden and teach them how to do, you know, head to shoulder to chest, knee to foot. I can't do that anymore because my eyes are damaged. So, I mean, calling somebody a quitter, branching them like names, and when he's, he'll be 
you know, potentially on suicide watch, I certainly was, is just rubbish. And I know that's sad because when I fought um, Craig Cunningham in 2016, my last fight, Matthew was on Comedy Sky and he made a remark, something similar to me. And um, I've never watched my fight back, never heard the words he muttered because I quite like Matthew and I don't want to fall out of him. Um, but he went, he questioned my heart or quit, he implied I, was, I quit. I just thought, what a prick, man, because you have no idea. Like, you have no idea the, the, you know, the, the path I've walked in my life and the shoes that I walked in in that fight. And to call me a quitter when I fought with 22% vision, and not just 22% vision, like, I was seeing different things. I was seeing things which weren't there. Um, to call me a quitter, like, mate. So that, or, or to question my heart was like, is, is the, the ultimate insult. And I thought somebody of his standing um, should know better. And apparently he's done the same thing with the bar this time. Well, Anthony, I can confirm people from Frank Warren's office told me today that he has fractured his orbital socket and potentially might need surgery on it. So it is a serious injury he suffered. Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I've had, as I mentioned, I've had nine operations on my eye. I, I, could, I could assist in a surgery, I know that much, um, about ophthalmology. So the fractured eye socket, although it is a bad injury, obviously like, you don't want one, you wouldn't wish upon anybody. It's not the hardest thing to treat, you know, you know, it's like, that won't be the thing that may or may not prevent them from boxing again. A fractured orbit, you know, there's some experts out there. I saw a guy, Professor Simon Holmes, of the Royal London and Whitechapel, mustard like really really good and he did a wonderful job in my eye unfortunately the misdiagnosis and the wrong surgery that i had before that um and the further damage to the nerve meant i couldn't get back so the the fractured eye socket that's not that bad of a deal in sport happens all the time boxing mma but it's a big basketball injury because guys are so big and they're big elbows and they swing in the face and it's a really common injury a fractured eye socket in the, but the, speci- the specialist did say to daniel dubois if you had carried on, you might have lost sight permanently or might have affected you. So, well, yeah. exactly. Same thing with me. Like, same thing with me. Had I never fought, had I pulled out in round, when, round one when mine got really bad, I probably would still have a career now. Um, but I carried on boxing and carried on boxing. Because those at home, like, the eye, I'll come back to the point I was making a minute ago. But the eye socket, what the eye socket's main job is to do is to protect the eyeball and the soft tissues around it, the muscles and nerves. For me, I had a fracture going into the fight. During the fight, my fracture worsened and my eye socket just kind of exploded. And I had eight fractures in my eye socket. So my eye socket wasn't doing the thing it's meant to do. I protect the eye. So I was getting whacked in the eye and my eye was getting damaged. The muscles were getting damaged. The nerves were getting damaged. And the nerve is the thing which doesn't, they don't heal. Muscles don't heal in your eye because they're so small. A normal muscle, you cut, you hurt your muscle and it repairs. Eye muscles don't repair. But, Going back to what I said a minute ago, the, the, the socket, yes, they, they can fix that. But what may, and hopefully, fingers crossed, this won't be the case, but what may prevent them from boxing again is the nerve damage because I have, I've sustained nerve damage in my eye and that's the real reason why I can't fight because I had a procedure. I had an injection when we were trying with different stuff to get me back in the ring after the wrong misdiagnosis and the wrong surgery took place. We tried... Um, the, ex- the expert thought it was a clever thing to do to try some Botox in my eye, which is a common thing in ophthalmology. And they, they inject Botox into a muscle 
one of my muscles was damaged and stuck in a fracture and that's overactive. So to counteract that, they tried to weaken another, the other muscle to bring it back because my left eye was twisted in. So everything I saw was like, I saw my right eye saw straight, my left eye saw a twist. So I'm seeing people and everything. It's just the weirdest thing and the horriblest, weirdest thing in the world. Um, so they tried to inject the muscle down here to bring my eye back straight. And unfortunately, the Botox injection didn't go into the muscle. It spewed out of it and went into the nerve. And I've had, and I, and I have still, uh, like permanent nerve damage because muscles do heal, nerves don't heal. And yeah, that was the real reason why I couldn't fight again because I've now got nerve damage in my eye. So the point I'm making, plus with the other stuff as well, but the point I'm making for Daniel, depending on how bad the nerve damage is in his eye, that will be, in my opinion, and I'm no ophthalmologist, but in my opinion, somebody's lived it and seen through the eyes, that'll be the determining factor whether we can fight again or not. Um, fingers crossed, the nerve damage isn't as bad as it possibly could have been and he can get back in the ring and, you know, he's, he's a baby, he's 23. Hopefully he'll um, go on to have the, an amazing career that his talent suggests he can have. Yeah, I'll reiterate what you just said there. Hopefully it isn't serious nerve damage. Anthony, what, what would you say to people inside of boxing, like fighters, trainers, um, people who've people have stepped in the ring before? When this situation occurs again, because it will, where a fight gets stopped, not because a, a trainer pulls him out or the doctor stops it, because the fighter stops it himself, what do we label that as then? Um, so ex explain that again. Like, so, so, so let's take the, the situation on Saturday where, where Daniel took a knee and mm -hmm. didn't make the count clearly because he thought it was enough and, and rightly so because, as you're saying, he might have, have saved his career and prolonged it, especially at 23 years old. But people inside a boxing saying he quit, should we, should we use that word? If so, this situation... I, I, I don't again. think so. That's... That's as I mentioned a minute ago. That's that's an ultimate. That's an ultimate insult to a, to a fighter. Like it's all well and good. This, like those armchair fans. You see on the armchair, go oh, he's done this. He's swallowed it. He's bottled it, or whatever. Mate, look, I've been there. Now somebody asked me on Twitter the other day that if I could go back, would I have taken a knee and knock it up? And I can only talk for me personally. And personally, like that never went through my mind because there's no quit in me. That that's not in my makeup to take a knee. I would have went out on my shield and I begged my corner every single round not to throw the towel in because I wanted to win the fight. The bell had gone. I chose to walk to the ring that night on some dodgy advice by the experts. But I was in the ring and I wanted to fight and I wasn't going to stop. But that's just me. And like, I was fighting Craig Cunningham, who good boxer, not the biggest puncher in the world. So but ultimately, it's the punches you don't see in boxing they're the ones that hurt you. And I was getting hit. Like I've said in other interviews, like when I boxed, I didn't know I was getting hit until I was being hit. I couldn't see him. I couldn't judge how far away he was. It was horrible. It was, it was horrible. And he, 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 I've boxed my entire life and I love fighting. From 12 years old to right now, I love fighting. And that was the worst night of my life because I didn't know when I was getting hit and, until I was being hit. And it's a horrible thing to say. And it's easy for people to criticise Daniel Dubois, but... You try going in there when with a serious eye injury and you're getting hit by Joe Joyce, who's 18 and a half stone, and he's punching you in the head and you're getting hit and you don't know where you're getting hit from. And it's the shots you don't see. They're the ones that hurt. So a punch that would normally kind of rock you a little bit, 
now they're rocking your, rocking your socks off because you can't see the shot coming. You can't judge it. You can't ride the shot. You can't block it. Horrible. So I don't blame him for taking a knee. Like I, I, I didn't do it and I wouldn't have done it personally. But I can't blame him for not taking a, for taking a knee because it's getting whacked by a big lump, 18 stone. And those people to say, oh, I'd have done that. Shut the fuck up. You get in there and do that. You go and fight Joe Joyce, for one. You go and fight Joe Joyce, who's big, strong, fit, robust, will not stop coming. Now you fight him with one eye. Fuck off. And it's not even just the fact of one eye. It's like, when you've got one eye, and I don't want to go too much into the specifics of it all, but when you've got one eye, you lose depth perception. So to see in 3D, to see, so I've got a bottle of water here. So for me to know it's bottle of water is here, my both eyes have got to work together. With one eye, yes, you can see the bottle of water, but I don't know if it's there. If it's there, you can't judge distance. And anybody at home, right, put one finger out like this, shut one eye, try to use your other finger. I'll do it now, right? Try to go on top. It wasn't too far away. But normally, you don't know where the finger is. I've had, I've had bad vision for three and a half years, four years, so my brain is computer. I've always had... I've basically got one eye now, essentially, so I know what I'm doing. But if you shut your eye, one finger there, and try to put one finger on top, you, you never get a spot on. That's because you don't know your distance with one eye. Now, one eye, now you've got that. On a, that's a moving, that's a, that's, a, that's a stationary thing, and you can't judge the distance. Now, think of your boxing. You're moving around. You're sweating. You're breathing heavy. You hurt. Your arms ache. And he's moving towards you, and you've got a moving element to it. It's my own impossible to fight with one eye, right? Um, you know, and I had the added thing where I didn't have just one eye. I had two eyes pointing in different directions, both giving me different images, and neither of them was the wrong image, and neither of them was the right image, and it's the, it's the hardest thing to explain. Daniel's been different to Margaret Daniel's eye was totally shut, but, you know, I, I personally think that, and I think this was best case, and I don't know Daniel, I've never met him, and if I'm being honest, um, I don't watch a lot of boxing now because for me it's too painful to watch because I've got to sit and watch people like Adam Smith fight Canelo when that should be my fight, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard to watch. So I, I, I don't really watch, although I watched the big ones and this was a big one on Saturday and I've known Joe for a long time, for 10 years on a Great Britain team. So I wanted Joe to win. I've never met Daniel Dubois. I don't know him from Adam, but I know Joe. I like him. We get on and he's 34, 35 and if he'd lost this fight, where does he go? Where Daniel Dubois, in my opinion, 23 years old, still a baby in boxing, he could afford to lose this fight, you know, notwithstanding an injury, and come back and have a great career. So I was rooting for Joe to win. So I've got enough. I don't know it, Daniel Dubois. I'm just saying what I think is right. And personally, like, people have said to him, it's, you know, it's the wrong decision for taking the knee. They, they never would have done it. And now this is <laughs> the alternative. Let's just say... No, in the very next round, he takes a big right hand from Joe Joyce, which he never saw coming, knocks him out. He's got a brain, he's got, he's got a bead in his brain. Now he's paralyzed for the rest of his life. Um, and he's in a wheelchair like, like Michael Watson or Gerald McLennan. And he lives, he's a baby, he's 23. He lives the rest of his life and his sister talks for him or his mum wipes his ass for him. That's not, any, that's, that's not how a young man should live their life at all because he was too brave for his own good. Or maybe, let's say, he took the knee at the right decision and the nerve damage is you know, repairable and then hopefully he gets back in the ring next year and goes on and for 15 years as a boxer 
and win the whole regular title of the world and earn 100 million pounds. Like now, all of a sudden, taking the knee was the best decision he's ever made his entire life. And all those mugs out there saying he, you know, is the wrong thing, like, are just that. He proves them all wrong. So, um, as I've said, I'm not Daniel's friend. I've even never met him, never spoke to him. I'm just thinking, you know, like, think about the people. Think about the person who's going through all that shit before you start slagging off on Twitter. Like, Come on, mate, you know, you, you should be better than that. More considerate for that. And Nick, yeah, I think you, you explained all your points really well there. Just the last one. Uh, are you planning on reaching out to Daniel then? Well, listen, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I did a tweet the other day saying um, something along the lines of, hey, mate, Daniel, message, tagged him in it. It's a message for you. Um, like, I know what you've been through. I went through something very similar. And unfortunately for me, uh, my career was ended and it broke my heart. And I don't want to see someone else like, go through this shit. I'll, I went through so if there's any advice of any doctors I can tell you to go and see or, or not to see or even just a chat I know, when, I know it's like when you're there you feel like no one's like when I went through what I went through nobody had been had travelled that path and I was in I was by myself I was very lonely I had to research all the doctors myself I travelled the world over and over again I spent every penny I'd ever earned on on surgeries that didn't work um, and it was difficult and if I could help anybody because I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. I was three misery. I was in misery for three years. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. So if I can help somebody not go through that or make their experience 5% better, then I, I happily would. So I'm not listening. He's a grown man. He, he can do what he wants. He can take my advice. He can not. I'm not, not going to go out and reach out to him because you know, he, you know, he's his own man. But the offer, the offer was there the other night when I tweeted and the offer is still there. If he reaches out to me, I'll more than happy to talk to him um, and, and try to help him you know, what I can. So, um, yeah, I just wouldn't want to see somebody like me losing my career was heartbreaking and I lost my passion, my job, my life, my ambitions, everything. And I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I went through because it, it wasn't fun, you know. So, um, yeah, the offer is there for him if, if he wants it. But if not, I wish him all the very best. And I genuinely do hope he comes back and has a long career because you know, when... When, when British heavyweights do well, all of Britain, British boxing does well. So I wish them all the best, you know. And, and, and also, let's just, I want to, no, no one's really, I haven't said this yet, take nothing, like Joe Joyce boxed fantastically, man. What a performance from Joe. Like, he hasn't got the most ability in the world, but what he's got, he's big, he's fit, he's strong, and he used what he had to almost, for him, some of him, his kind of style, Almost punch perfect. Did so well. So let's not like forget how well um, Joe Joyce did. And I wish him all the very best. And hopefully he can go out and, uh, and win a world title now and chuck his main into the Fury Joshua Wilder mix as well. So yeah, all in all, uh, the future's good for, for British boxing, providing Daniel can get back. I'm sure he'll have a great future as well. Absolutely. Joyce is set for a massive 2021. And as you said, hopefully, first Dubois uh, gets on the mend and then. Uh, makes a comeback next year and I think it's a very classy touch if he wants to take the offer the fact that you're offering it to him I think that's a very classy touch so on that note thank you very much for talking to IFL TV Anthony safe flight tonight and uh, we'll catch up soon alright take care cheers mate take care buddy is your debt causing you sleepless nights knock your debt out with debt KO and your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night 
Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt.